Welcome to the Vanilla to Vixen podcast. This show contains adult content, so if you are under 18 or easily offended, please switch off now. Mr. and Mrs. N are not qualified relationship counsellors. This show is for entertainment purposes only. Now the disclaimer is out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy our journey from Vanilla to Vixen. Episode 8 of Vanilla to Vixen. We are Mr. and Mrs. N, also known as... The Naughty Couple. This is Episode 8, King of the Swingers. (laughs) Now, if we are a little bit different in ambiance sound today, we are live at Liberty Elite private members club we are and we have got a very special guest with us today this is not called king of the swingers for us although i'd love to be king of the swingers we are with the most famous club owner in the country john at liberty elite hello john welcome to the show hello it's uh, it's brilliant to see you too smashing thank you for having us no not at all not at all no problem <laughs> you might hear a few things in the background because we're actually live in the club it's yeah, not open like, like me screaming but don't worry about it <laughs> yeah i don't think there'll be any naughty they're, they're noises awful, awfully nice but you know just be careful <laughs> <laughs> you're probably most famous for the channel Four swingers program where liberty elite was was featured and as most of our listeners know we are a complete myth busting show and we want to focus on telling the real story, the stories behind the story. Yeah. And we know that for a fact there's a lot of people out there who are very interested in coming to a swingers club, but they've never taken that last step. They've, they've kind of not dipped their toe in the waters. Right. So if we start at the very beginning, yeah. how on earth do you come to own a swingers club? Right. That's a, that's a jolly good question. I, I have various commercial property interests. Yes. And um, <clears throat> I've also been on the, if you like, the swingers scene for a long, long time. You have to bear in mind I'm incredibly old. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I really I don't like saying my age, but let's try and put it in perspective. I do remember when Stonehenge had a thatched roof. <laughs> Are you telling me that Stonehenge was a swingers club at once? It could have been one of the best, but they went and took the roof off. Oh, so no. I'm ever so sorry. They kept, we can't use Stonehenge anymore. Um, yeah, I used to be down there. My job was sacrificing the virgins. That is what. John, that is John, what we're, we're meant to be encouraging people here. No, that, I don't. No, no. I, they, I used to lead the procession with this great big axe, and you could hear the people at the side going. Or is that John with his big chopper going to sacrifice <laughs> them virgins? So, you know, I've been I've been on the scene quite a long time. Let's let's start from that point. Well, how, how you did know. you get into the scene, John? Um, well, I've it, what, it, I've got a, a, I had poor souls dead, but I had a very good friend that used to dabble in it on a Sunday afternoon. Right, so. I was married at the time. We would perhaps go and visit and just... I, he, a friend of a friend. Be a fr- no, he, he was a good mate of mine. Yeah. And and uh, it was just, you know, a few people would gather on a Sunday afternoon because that was an easy time to, to for grandparents to have the, the kids. Yes. Sort what, what sort of, of decade thing. are we talking here? Oh, gosh, 1960s. So it really literally was the swinging but, 60s. Oh, yes. Yeah, because the pill had come out. And, and when the pill came out, us poor fellas were rammed against walls, <laughs> scared to death, <laughs> because all the ladies suddenly went berserk. <laughs> I was thinking, I can't cope with this. I've never wanted but, to be born in a different decade more yeah. now. <laughs> it, re- it really was the big revelation. It really and was. That, and you believe that that kind of contributed that much to it? Significantly. Yeah, wow. but 
people don't realise, well, I say people don't realise, they might, but I, I don't know when the word swingers came in. I've a feeling it was about the 1990s. Um, and I think it's an Americanism because we always used the term wife swapping. Yeah. And we would go to a little wife swapping event. Now, bear in mind that before then, I could never work out why my mum and dad were so keen on the local motor club. <laughs> <laughs> because... Every town had, just after the Second World War, every town had a motor club. Really? Every town had, you know, you honestly, you, you research it. And I am very, very sure that there was a lot of shenanigans going on at the motor club. Ah. And I think it gradually developed from there that, but it was like, that's like a vanilla to vix exclusive, that is an exclusive. It all, yeah it was always you know it gradually developed um so in in the 1960s but bear in mind in that era there was no internet there was no mobile phones and in fact it was very very parochial <sighs> there was the old circular dial phone yeah and you ended up swapping with your ex-schoolmates because really? it was local. Yeah, genuinely, it was it was local. And you would meet schoolmates or people that you were working with or anything, perhaps on a Sunday afternoon or Friday evening or Saturday evening in in houses. That is so cool. That's I've amazing. never I have never actually seen Keys put in a bowl. I was about I to promise say you that. Yeah. Do you think that that's where it originally kind of came from, though? That could it, be. It, it, no, I think it was probably somebody from the Blooming <laughs> Daily Mirror thinking, "Oh, let's invent that," because yeah. I've never ever seen it. But you, you know, you, it was all people you knew. It was very parochial. Yeah. There was no. In fact, there was a magazine published in Nottingham. I'm darned if I can remember the name of it. But that was the only sort of half interesting magazine but there was no other way other than someone you knew who someone you knew so who someone word, you yeah, knew all word it of was mouth. all word of mouth and it was all within your town you never even thought of going 20 mile away i've got a question john so you say before it sort of became the term of swingers it was called wife swapping yes yeah so back in the day yep. um was it purely just couples that would swap or, no. or were there people like now today who have different kinks was did, did those kinks you know were they around in those days i'm sure the kinks or the various kinks were around but it was couples and whoever who's whoever had, was hosting the party okay. would invite a few single guys oh, right, depending okay. upon the peop the other people he'd invited yeah you know, so there was always some single guys required on the scene. Yeah. So it wasn't just couples. It wasn't just couples, no. Because that seems to be one of the big myths that we found, that a lot of people think swinging is purely for couples. And it um, isn't. I, I, I th I, I'm quite happy with the couples scenario. It's really, really, it's very friendly. It's very polite. It's not at all threatening. Um, but there are a lot of ladies that if they don't want to enjoy the company of a single chap every time, they would certainly like to try it. But for your first visit, first time, it's much, much better if you come to a couple's event. Yeah. It, yeah. It's very, you, you'll feel very comfortable at a yes. couple's event. We've experienced that. I mean, as people know, our regular listeners, this is our club. It is. I've said, I don't own it, but I feel like a little <laughs> part of it is <laughs> it's yours. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, for you to create that, John, is an incredible thing because when you walk in we've we've heard so many friends and people here said it feels like home from home yeah it does and and so that's like a magic formula that you must have created the, the thought behind it was just simply that that i i want people to come through the front door and forget about the stresses and complexities of normal life. When they come through that door, they're on holiday. Mm. They can come into the club and just relax. Um, 
That's exactly to, right. to the nth degree. Um, That's exactly how we've we've yeah, literally we, come out. And we said, always say, don't we? Whenever we've been to the club, we feel like we've been on holiday because we are so relaxed. Yes, because yeah. like you said, John, you do you come to the club and it's like you just leave. Normal leave, life behind. Leave normal life behind. And yeah. yeah. I, I, I think I might have mentioned, I, I haven't seen them for a little while, but we used to have a couple that would come very, very regularly and just sit on uh, one, one of the Chesterfields by the fire and loll out until in the end I went over them and I, I said, what, uh, are, are you guys okay? And they said, John, it's wonderful. The, my, my mother's got the kids. There's no mobile phones. Yeah. It's the place we can relax. Yeah. It is. And I thought, right, I must stop worrying. <laughs> yeah. I, get, I was worrying about were they getting involved with other people? And the answer was no, because they just really wanted to chill out. And that is now, so, that, that is so uh, important that, yeah. like you've just said, that people, one of the most biggest misconceptions of coming to a club is that people think that they're all going to be jumped on the minute they walk through the door or they've got to participate in various <laughs> rituals well, or ceremonies. Yeah, C certainly, obviously not at our club, as you would know. Um, that When you actually come from the reception foyer, you come into the social area. Yeah. And uh, hopefully, if, we'd, if we've done our job right, you're met by a tour guide who will show you around the club and then brought back to the social area, which is a fully licensed bar. And you can then sit on one of the Chesterfields and loll around and, and just relax, and you will end up chatting to other people, which is the object of the exercise, mm. really. Yeah. And because uh, everything starts from conversation. So you do need to use your own social skills, but... It's very. It's not like going uptown to a strange pub. Yeah, everybody will be happy to chat. People want to know who are you. You've I've yeah. not seen you before, and all this sort of thing. So, it's very very easy to start a conversation the, in the, in the club. The very. surroundings here are probably initially what I fell in love with. Yeah, I mean, you you do feel very. Um, away from the hustle and bustle of normal but, life. And the, the, yeah. the sheer facilities. So yeah. if we start off just some of the things we've got at the club, we've, we've got probably one of the most wonderful jacuzzi hot tubs I've ever been in in my life. <laughs> and we've been in some pretty impressive hotel ones, but this is amazing. One of my favourites. Yes, we won't mention the Jets, Mrs. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Why you like the Jets so much. But so we've got, right. you, you've got your jacuzzi hot tub in, in, in the most wonderful playroom, um, you, you have a swing here. But then at the back of the club, it's a, a full hotel. There's yeah. a full hotel room. The field, the, the, the field's out the back. Oh, yeah, terrible, terrible use, terrible <laughs> use, <laughs> especially in the summer. But I can't imagine, John. And on, just as an aside, on our fetish event, Yes. Um, the number of people I see tied up to the trees. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how we got the name of the naughty tree? Yeah. Is the, that right? We did yes, wonder the, that, didn't we? Yes. And and the, I, I'll tell you, I, I don't know whether this is going to be okay, but the funniest, funniest thing I've ever, not ever seen, but the funniest thing I've seen on a fetish event was a mistress told this big, big chap to get on his knees and crawl diagonally across the lawn. Now, do bear in mind, master-mistress, mistress-master relationship, he was happy to do that. Uh, and this chap, he got down totally naked and started to cross the lawn. I have never, ever in the whole of my life seen a guy with such a big pair of bollocks. <laughs> They were literally dragging on the floor. I promise you, I am not dreaming this. And, I, and it, it, I, I didn't breathe for at least 30 seconds. One was in envy. I mean, no man should be built like that. You, your average farmyard bull would have been looking at envy. Uh, it, it, yeah, so 
how did we get onto that? But no, I don't know. So, so you have fetish nights and they are separate to the swinger nights. Oh, the, the, the fetish events are distinctly separate because yeah. we have a proper housemaster and a housemistress and there are certain rules that you need to understand and all this sort of thing. Yeah, so that's kind and of a, a different area, I suppose. That's a totally different area. Uh, area to uh, to the, the swingers, but it's a totally different part of the. But club, for anyone yeah. who's into that kink, this is also the place as well. Absolutely. So, what nights are your fetish nights, well, on, John? It's it's never a night. We the fetish night is always on a Sunday, okay. and it's a Sunday afternoon. And you do need to register because you will be properly vetted. Okay. And I don't do the vetting. Um, there is a separate. Uh, website called Fet Life, and you'll find on Fet Life there's Libs Fetish events, and you need to go on. And then the uh, master and mistress that run the event will do all the vetting. Excellent. But uh, it's Perfect. to make sure that you know every everybody understands the protocols, which are a lot more exhaustive mm. than any other kind of event. We'll put, we'll put that link in the program put, links, put so, so so that people who are interested in that kink can find it. Definitely. Yeah. Brilliant. But obviously, John, coming to this club, this just doesn't pop up overnight. So I can't imagine that you started off like this. What What was your first oh, place gosh, it like? It was nothing. Right. It, it was nothing like that. that This club was nothing like this at all, not even remotely. Um, <clears throat> bear in mind, say, I've got an interesting commercial property and a chap who was running a club at the time pointed out this place to me and said, you know, have a drive down the road. Now, I am local. I, I'm from this area. So I, I drove down the road and realised how run down and derelict this place was. It was, at the time, in the year 2000, it was being used as a lorry driver's truck stop. What was this, really? club, was this club once called? Morebarns. Morebarns. Morebarns, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was a lorry driver's truck stop. And this is on the A5 in Lutterworth. Well, it's just between, actually, it's between Junction 1 of the M1, uh, of the M6, Junction 1 of the M6 and Junction 20 of the M1, just between Rugby and Lutterworth. Okay. But we're on the main A5 trunk road. We actually have a, a, a reasonable road frontage it, it on is. the A5. So I looked at the place. You, you can't, it'd be difficult to describe, but I could show you the photos, which is not going to help listeners. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, there was no car park. It was all gravel. There was petrol pumps because in the years past, it used to be a petrol service oh, station. Oh, wow. I never knew that. Bit of social history. Before motorways, there was this sort of place dotted all the way up and down the main trunk roads because cars were not very reliable. So what you had outside the house, the lady came and served you with petrol and two or three yards away would have been a concrete type workshop where you could get your car repaired because on a journey from, say, London up to Manchester, it would break down probably a couple of times. Yeah. They, they were... And clutches would go yeah. and you'd go to the chemist and you'd get cork from the chemist that you would use to, to do chemist bottles yeah. and you'd cut the tops off the cork and you'd fix them to your clutch and away you'd go, you'd repaired your clutch. Um, <clears throat> so it was only when motorways started and after the Second World War in the 1950s and early 60s, cars became much more reliable. This little sort of place was no longer required. So most of them were knocked down or there are very, very few of them left. And I I think there's probably only maybe one other up the A5, but I've been up and down it and I can't find <laughs> it. So, so at one time there would have been a lot, but that's what it was. It was a, a four-bedroom house with the lady serving petrol and a garage where the husband repaired your car. As simple as that. It certainly doesn't look just like a four-bedroom house now. It looks no, so it looks, impressive. No, it looks a lot different to that. Look, for, well, for our listeners, it's a, a huge sort of white, I, I describe it almost as a mansion-looking house. Yeah, it's, it's, it is stunning. It's, I've yeah. said before, it's a place that you would want to come away on holiday. Yeah. On. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's wonderful. And, and like I say, the facilities here, obviously... It's really nice because we, we we meet a lot of people who like discretion yeah. in the lifestyle, and here no one's going to find you. You're in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
yeah, we, we are we are very discreet anyway. I mean, I used to work in the banking industry, so I'm ever so conscious, really conscious of discretion, very, very conscious of it. It's like, as an example, our database is not on the internet. It's hardwired to a server, which is double encrypted. Great. So the, the uh, that is know. that's interesting to know because I think some of our listeners would be mm. nervous, wouldn't they? About we've had, we've had people, haven't we, who have said that they, they, they oh they never come to a club because they're so worried about their names getting yeah. out. Yeah. No. Uh, I mean, okay, we we go to the nth degree mm. to make sure that nothing gets out anywhere. Say so the. the mm. You can't get at the information yeah. on our database on the internet. Mm. So if you can't do that, the only way you can do it, you could take the hard disk out of our server. And it wouldn't. you would need to be in GCHQ for like 10 <laughs> weeks on their biggest computer <laughs> because the way we've set it up and encrypted it. So if you haven't got the encryption key, you're not going to get on it. And then we use a different key to allow the uh, reception computer to get on it to access. But um, it, it's virtually impossible. That's well, good to know. It's as near to know. impossible as you yeah. can get. So when when you decided to buy the place then, John, did you have a swingers club in mind? Yeah, very much so. Because I'd been helping a guy run another swingers club. Oh, okay. Um, As I say, I've been on the the scene for a long, long time. But there was only, if if we go back to, uh, if we go back to the early, or the, the 90s, I think there was only about three clubs in, the UK. Wow. Uh, I think the first one, I'll stand corrected on this, by the way, but I think the first one was Le Chambre, ah, uh, which Sheffield, doesn't that, exist anymore. Was that Sheffield? No. Sheffield, yeah. yes. But it was Le Chambre. I, I'm fairly sure yeah. of that. Uh, and then there was another couple of clubs as well. So it wasn't a big, it wasn't a big scene at all. And it was very... You know, again, we well, all knew one another. So back then, it was pre-internet. There was no Fab Swingers well, websites. That, that's right. The, 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 I can't remember when Fab Swingers or SDC or any of the the, the site we used in the very first time, which uh, was called Dirty David's. <laughs> really? <Yeah. laughs> and he had the every, everybody used that site. Were contact magazines? Because I remember contact mag- magazines. Obviously, were pre. Were there anything? Interaction with clubs, or were they completely a separate entity altogether? Um, later on, the, 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 I think the, the, only, the only contact magazine I can sort of remember was Forum, but that by the early 2000s, that was a bit old. It was hat. fading out. It was fading out. Um, the magazine that came into force then was Swingers Heaven, mm. and they had a website, and in fact they're still going, but they brought a magazine out which you could actually buy in Smith's. It was a, a top-shelf magazine, but there was no porn in it, yeah. and that was contact. And then there were you know, one or two other contact magazines, but I don't ever remember anybody using them because even in 2000, the internet was becoming very prevalent. Yeah. So, like, the swingers scene grew up piggybacked on the internet. And, really? And then, yeah, and, and there was a lot going on in 2000. So, so clubs really were, I suppose, accelerated by the internet? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's, def- that's really definitely. interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. So, this place yeah. was... It was a lorry driver's truck stop at the time. Um, and I I went, I, I stopped the car and, and went inside. And the place, you could stick to the carpet. <laughs> I, no, I promise you, you could stick to the carpet. And it wasn't, it was a proper lorry driver's place. And there was a pool table and all sorts of things. And it was much, much smaller than it is now. And... Um, I went up to a chap there and said, um, are you the owner? And he said, no, my mum is. And he went and got his mother and her husband and we chatted and I ended up purchasing it. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. So, but with the, with the sole idea of developing it as a swingers venue, because one, it's out of town. I had been involved with another club that was on the edge of a village and that was forever being pestered and quite rightly I didn't so I had no desire whatsoever to upset 
people or families or expose people to something they don't want to see. So I was, when when I saw this place, I was over the moon with it because in the middle of fields, miles away, not miles away from everywhere, but certainly four miles away from our local village, town, yeah. whatever. Everybody knows me in there for going to get my hair cut. We <laughs> chat about the club. Everybody, you know, I can go in for a cup of tea and they go, oh, you know, all right, club and, and this sort of thing. So I'm fairly well known in the village, yes. I suppose my next question would be, what type of people do you get at a swingers club? Oh, gosh. Every type. There's, there's no... There's no one specific type. Hmm. All I would ever say is the simplest thing to do is go and stand outside Tesco on a Saturday (laughs) and the people you see coming in and out of Tesco, you could easily see at a swingers club. It really is normality. Honestly, it's it's not any one genre. There's, there's no ages, there's no sizes. It's just com- all a, a complete spectrum. Yes. It, it's every, everybody across the whole spectrum of human life. Mm. Um, no, no, I couldn't point to anyone specifically. I think that's really important because there's so many of our listeners think that they've got to be look like either the males think that they have to look like a porn star yeah. and, and the females are body conscious, brought on by modern media. And that, that really upsets me to think that people... No, uh, you're so right there. This is the the conversations I have an awful lot when people ring up um, are, well, what are the other people like? Now, best thing I can do is just say what I repeat what I've said. Normal. It's Mm. you, you, you know, you you don't have to be at all body conscious. If you're going to go into the spa, You've got a bath towel on, take the bath towel off, get into the spa. It shouldn't be a big mm. thing. And you supply Nobody, all the bath towels here as well. It's we, amazing. We do, yeah. We, su- we supply every, everything you'll need, really. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, um, it, is, it is very, very important what you say, that people are worried about visiting because they may be a bit more body conscious but once they come through the door and they see that there are similar people around mm. then it, it becomes a non a, a complete non question it just you know people don't worry about it anymore i remember on our first few few visits i almost forgot where i was <laughs> you do and i now obviously we've been coming yeah, to we the had club com- for a we few had complaints years. about you but i'm not gonna... <laughs> that's mrs n <laughs> not me i sit quietly in the corner yeah, no he right. doesn't no he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't does he john no. <laughs> but i remember when i first came and I your was, average I donkey was... would be jealous but we're not going into that <laughs> unfortunately the listeners know that's not true <laughs> But um, yeah, when I first started coming, I was I felt very body conscious. But it was only having once visited the club and realised that actually nobody cares, nobody bothers what you look like, what you're wearing. Yeah, you know, a lot. A lot of, it's the conversation. If you're chatting with people and relaxing and and having a drink, it's very easy to forget what you're here for. It's, it's true. You, you, you just. Okay, yeah, I'm going to have a drink and we do a buffet. The buffet will come out in a bit, so we'll have a, a sandwich or something. And oh, by gum, yeah, we better go and have a look at the playrooms, etc. So it, it's it's much more relaxed and non-threatening than you could possibly imagine. It yeah. is, and the other thing is, is not only do you have a playroom, don't you, John, where it's quite open and and I mean. Mr. N and I have both been in the playroom and we've sat and watched, but you also have rooms upstairs that if couples or other people want to be sort of a bit more private. We've got what we call them private playrooms and we've got six in total because there's a couple downstairs and there's four upstairs. And when we say private rooms, it just means they've got little tiny snib locks on the door. So if you want a bit of privacy, you shut the door and put the lock on. Now, that could be a bit of privacy together and you just fancy being in a different environment or it could be privacy perhaps with another couple. Yeah. And um, that sort of thing, just as an aside, does not necessarily happen on your first visit. You know, 
interacting with other people is not a forced thing, is not a threatening thing. It is somebody you've had a drink with, started laughing with, and that can take a number of visits. Yeah. So, you know, what what I try and say to most people that phone is don't have terribly high expectations on your first visit. Come along, relax, and suddenly enjoy the atmosphere and the people and everything that's in the club. And you'll find things will evolve over time at your pace. I think that's one of the the biggest misconceptions of swingers clubs because we've had messages from people saying they don't know what the etiquette is when you go to a club and do you walk in and, and all of a sudden see people having sex everywhere or you know you're confronted with it straight away or are you expected to have sex with other people we get a lot of those questions yeah and you know from what you've just described we've tried to say the same thing that isn't like that yeah don't forget i can only speak for liberties yes i have been to one or two other clubs where um you disrobe virtually as you go in oh okay uh there are clubs there where you go in and you don't actually go into the club you go into a changing room and take it so there are clubs but certainly not with liberties um, we like people to be able to relax and stay in the clothes they've arrived in. That's why we say turn up smart, casual. I don't mean you wear a, a dinner jacket or a full <laughs> suit. But just, and in the summer, we, we've had people turn up in shorts and this sort of thing, not a hot summer weather. But just relax. In in our club, it's smart, casual, which doesn't go over the top. You know, it, it's uh, just turn up in something you feel comfortable in, especially the ladies, you know, nice little dress, skirt, top, but something you're comfortable in. Excellent. You may, you may feel terribly inclined to rush out and buy something new. I leave that between you and your spouse. <laughs> I'm not getting involved in that sort of game. And, of course, naturally, you'll need the shoes and the handbags to go with it. <laughs> Of course, John. I can can feel a lot of men shuddering and hiding their credit cards as we speak. So, um, no, it's, um, yeah, we we mentioned about the private rooms, basically. I say they've only got little locks in, but it does mean you can have this element of privacy Mm. um, just to, to feel comfortable within the club environment. So there are open play spaces. And there are private play spaces, yeah. And they're dotted all around the club. Mm. But, I think that's uh, one thing that we we liked about the club is there's, there's lots of little different areas. Like you say, you've got the social area at the front. Um, to the back of the club, you've got the uh, the jacuzzi and the, the playroom, the yep. open playroom. Upstairs, you've got more private rooms with yes. a couple of private rooms downstairs. You've also got a nice smoking area outside, haven't you, in the garden? Yes. Where yep. a lot of people tend to gather, because especially when warm <laughs> nights. <laughs> funny, funny enough, the smoking area is the most sociable area in the club because you're in a captive environment, especially in the winter, because it's a bit parky outside. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got big heats in the smoking area, smoking shelter. Uh, so, yeah, people are gathered there chatting away and they sometimes forget what they've come out yeah. for. Yeah. <laughs> so you end up chatting. It is a bit, but please, please, please don't take up smoking just to be sociable. <laughs> it's, it's not worth it. It could just be a nice outdoor shelter. You need not smoke to enjoy no, it. Yes. No, I mean, yeah, we, and need... we have, we have been outside a few times, haven't That's we? True. And just sat, you've got some, a really nice seating area. Oh, yes. Yeah, in the summer, there. you can we've, have a glass of wine. It's yeah, lovely exactly. There, and we've, yeah. we've chatted to people and it's been a lovely evening, mm. hasn't it? Mm. Yeah. You literally forget like you say, John, what it was created initially for. It, it's just a wonderful place to be. Yeah. And that's how it feels. But I have, you know, I, when I, uh, we go back to it, when I, when I bought the place, it was purely with the idea of developing it into a, a swingers club. Now, you might be surprised to find that in the year, at the time I purchased it, it was actually... An illegal event to uh, run a swingers club. Really? Yes, really? I'm afraid so. The, um, in fact, 
the authorities will say, used, would you believe, the 1747 or possibly 1745 Disorderly Houses Act. No. no yes. <laughs> there were, because, that. yeah. And I, I've got mates that are police officers and they'd say, do you know, we'd love to come along, but it would be detrimental to our career prospects. Yeah. That doesn't happen. We, we've got plenty of police officers in the club now. Um, or, sorry, rephrase that. We have plenty of police officers who are members of the club. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Anglo excited. They expected to see their truncheons. I was going to say, do they wear their uniforms? <laughs> true, true story. Um, all licensed premises have a licensing officer. And because we are totally trouble-free... Our licensing officer hadn't been for years and only, I'll say six months ago, it was about that, uh, he rang me up and he said, I'm uh, your licensing officer um, and I, I, we haven't actually inspected you for something like 18 years. So I said, oh. Um, so he said, I really should come and do an inspection. So I said, well, come along. So he said, well, I have to when you're open. So I said, well, okay, it's a Saturday. Come along tonight if you want. So he did. About quarter to nine, this fully rigged out police officer, I don't know what, like the stab-proof vest yeah. and all, <laughs> and, and the microphones and, and, and all the, the kit they have to carry these days. And what he said to me, he said, look, John, I really won't be with you very long. He said, all I need to do is see that you've got the right certificates. So we display all our certificates in the foyer area, um, you know, the, the licenses yeah. and yeah. my license and yeah. all the rest of them. They're all in the foyer area for people to see. And, uh, and he had a look. And then we went into the club and there was quite a few people in the club and then, oh! <laughs> and of course, the same to this poor chap who brilliantly had a good sense of, are you an actor? What, what, who? And he said, no, I'm the real thing. <laughs> and it was fabulous. Now, this is a guy that said, I'm only going to be with you quarter of an hour, 20 minutes. He turned up at quarter to nine and he left at quarter past 11. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't participate, but he, well, I took him in the kitchen, made him a cup of tea, we had a chat. He wandered around the club, looked at everything. And he said, Do you know, I drive past here regularly working. He said, I would never ever have believed it's so nice inside yeah, yeah. He said, i just couldn't believe it um he said i'm sorry i've been slow i said no no you'll find nobody minds nobody's yeah. you know yeah nobody it's nobody objects at all so off he went and then obviously people then trundled off and started to have a play <laughs> <laughs> they kind of they waited they, they waited <laughs> politely until he'd gone but he he's a lovely guy i've met him a couple of times since then um and he, do you know, I I know he, I seriously got the feeling that he would love to become a member of the club, but was thinking, oh, perhaps I shouldn't because they're, they're in my patch, and how do I, you know? He's a nice guy. He's oh, a nice guy. That's anyway. a wonderful story. So, that is a yeah, great story. Not nice. Um, and I'm just when when a police officer come, a police officer can come in and say, do you know, I couldn't believe the place is this nice. <laughs> I'm I'm very proud of that. You know, I'm quite pleased what we've developed. I mean, I've spent a lot of money over the years. You know, it's got yeah. proper car parking yeah. and, and everything else. And if I showed you the old photographs, um, you wouldn't believe the amount of work we've done to it. To I mean, I would hate to put a figure on, but I've probably spent at least one and a half million on it, it, um, it to, to turn it round <laughs> you, to, you can, to what it yeah, is. Yeah, you, you can know. tell, John, because you've not you've not long ago recently refurbed the club, haven't you? And you've gone very Art Deco. Yes. Yeah. That's right. I mean, most most of the places were, were really struggling in in lockdown, and you used it as a time to regenerate. And, and... well, it was. A, a, I've often the, the, the club was looking. Bear in mind, I first did it in two thousand and three. Um, it was looking tired, and I've wanted to refurbish it. Now, the worst thing is, only a year earlier, I'd just spent 
260,000 on refurbishing all the hotel rooms. Yeah. So the hotel rooms themselves are all fully air-conditioned with four-star hotel standard. And I thought, oh, right. But the opportunity arose during lockdown to totally rip out all the club and refurbish it, which is what we did. It looks fabulous. So it is. We, it's stunning. Yeah. For, for, we, for our listeners, it's kind of like a, an art deco. Reminds me part of 1950s, some of it. It looks wonderful. Yeah. yeah. It's very very clean lines, very just, yeah. You've, we, we did that very deliberately, especially upstairs, because obviously it's all carpeted upstairs. And previously the cleaners couldn't easily get round the beds yeah so i redesigned upstairs to make sure we were very conscious of um biocidal being able to be used ever biocidal chemicals to be used everywhere so we made sure all upstairs the cleaners can now get round easily they can clean all under the beds we brought them off the floor and this sort of stuff so it's amazing it, it's things you don't even think of as, as a, a guest like yeah well, no you I don't spent a lot of time doing the um trying to think how we could make the club cleaner mm. especially during the covid stuff that is that is something that whenever anybody mentions liberty elite it's the first things you'll see on the reviews on on fab swingers is it's just spotlessly clean exceptionally clean yeah, yeah. well I'm, I'm i'm i really am a bit fanatical about that myself what a pain but i am <laughs> no it's, it's not a pain though for for people that no, want i mean to i'm come. a pain to live with <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'm not inviting you to live with me. I'm just saying. I'm, a pe- I'm, a pe- I'm, very I'm very comfortable here. How do you feel? I'm, it's like second home don't to me, Don't settle John. down too much. <laughs> so how did you come up with the name? Oh, Libs. It was, yeah. it was much simpler than you imagine. Um, when I was doing the club in 2003, I had a couple help run the club. And initially, they called it Liberation. Right. Okay, so yeah. they thought liberation. Because um, I say, it was quite dodgy in that era. It wasn't till, until we actually became members of the common market and the hum- we uh, enshrined the Human Rights Act into our constitution that we felt we could run a club without going to jail. Wow. So it really, yeah, there, there were, and I'd, I'd have to look it all up, but there, were, there was a chappie from down south who was jailed, I believe, for just running a swingers club. Really? Yeah, it was very much frowned on. You know, we, we've moved on quite a bit over the last 20 years. Isn't it crazy to think, we've said this before, that people can have illicit affairs and and just vaguely frowned upon in society and then move on but then to just have recreational sex in an open and liberated environment you get jailed you get jailed well the the, the person that was running the event would get jailed yeah that's that's but crazy once the human rights act it there are certain sections that came in which is that well you know an infringement of personal liberty mm. liberties and all the rest of it so coming on to that uh, i had a couple helping run the club at the time, they called it Liberation. And they, um, for various reasons, moved on. So I then took it totally under my control. Yeah. And I just thought, I I just, I don't know, I just thought of it one night, Liberty Elite, let's call it Liberty Elite. Because it was meant to be reasonably clean, tidy and slightly upmarket because what you have to remember at that period of time we would hire and borrow scout huts and places <laughs> to have a swingers party so there was all sorts of strange places you would have a swingers party because there was nowhere really this place really is the blueprint the original for kind of what then happened in society, where there's probably. the clubs probably, probably yes, it's yeah. incredible. It's n- nice thought. I'm, I've not thought of it like that before, but it's true. Yeah. I think I think I think that's true. But the, yeah. the, the, I would add, if I might, the only the only thing if if the more swingers clubs, the better for the whole scene. But it does cost a huge amount of money <laughs> to actually set one up. So if you're thinking, oh, we'll set our own up. <laughs> 
do bear in mind the cost. It's it's colossal. Now, yeah. how, that's a good question, John. So, are you a part-timer here? How many hours a week? Part-timer? <laughs> <laughs> now, this is a, a loaded question, because I have told you dozens of times... Come on, you're only, you're only I do on anything between 85 and 90 hours a week. I am not a part-timer. <laughs> this yeah, is... Yeah, eight, 80 yeah. hours. That's so, crazy. And that is the, not bad for a person of my dotage, you know. <laughs> I want you listeners to be sympathetic. I'm really very, very old. <laughs> When when people say to me, how are your children? I say, well, my eldest daughter's 56. She's gone through the menopause. She seems okay to me. <laughs> and people go, oh, God, I forgot you were that old. <laughs> my, child, my grandchildren have been to uni and got proper jobs. <laughs> you obviously love it, otherwise oh, you wouldn't still be doing it. Do, I do love it. You love the people you meet, the... the um, the, the, so, social the, the social interaction that I have now. I mean, yeah. I it's a long, long time. I don't get involved because, one, I'm really very old. <laughs> and I think I, I said before, I'm down to having sex no more than two or three times a week. <laughs> part-time as well. So it's part-time. It's all part-time. No, um, I, I genuinely like meeting people I try not to talk too much because as you get older, you get awfully boring. <laughs> but so, yeah, you, it, it's, um, I think it's, incredible. I do like, I like the social interaction. Yeah. It's really nice. Um, I would say that the social side of it is probably the biggest part. It's a big pull. It's a, it? it's a big pull, yeah. Yeah, you, you might you might initially think to yourself, you know, the sexiness and um, the naughtiness of going to a club, but I think the reason you come back is just that special ambience. It's, yeah, such a nice feeling. You, yeah. you suddenly, if you think, where do I know if I go out for a drink on a Friday or a Saturday with my mates? We go, we have a, perhaps have a meal and we go into a pub for a drink. But it's not particularly exciting. There's one or two exciting bars, but they're noisy, they're full of drunks. Yeah. And, and, and it feels a little bit aggressive. Whereas mm. we can be noisy, we're not full of drunks because you wouldn't dream, I promise you, you wouldn't dream of drinking too much in our place. It just does not happen. I would want so, to remember every night that I'm here. I yeah, wouldn't want to, to drink perfect. it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's a really nice, it, I, I like, I'm, I'm more than happy if people say, are you, are you going out tonight? Now I'm going to the club. I'm yeah. going over. I yeah. say over because the bungalow is next door to it. But, you know, I'd go into, I'm quite happy to go into the club. And there are there are so many different types of nights here at Liberty Elite as well. So you can check on your website and each week there's kind of almost like a bit of a different theme to the nights, different hosts. Yes, we have some really, uh, really good, what I call co-hosts. Mm. They run uh, parties, events, and each co-host has often has their own sort of theme there, there are uh, nights which we do let, let me give you a couple of examples so that you you get the idea of what we mean by themes is just like we have a back to school party in the middle of september <laughs> and we i get I shouldn't admit this to you lovely people, but I get quite excited seeing <laughs> ladies with their pigtails and their little school dresses or skirts on. I could probably be locked up for it. <laughs> it, it is a strictly well, over 18. Just bear in mind, our minimum age is 24. All right, so, <laughs> okay. But, um, yeah, it, it's a... That's a lovely night. I quite enjoy that one myself. Um, but we so also, much fun. So much fun. Are, and, and the other big theme night the club run is Halloween. Yes. You know, when people come in with all sorts of weird stuff on. <laughs> we, we, we have actually been on a Halloween night, haven't we? It was a lot of fun. It was a lot and, of fun. Yeah, so Halloween's good. But also we have um, 
specific theme nights. I, I, I'm sure you won't mind if I, I can Please, mention no, one. Uh, uh, for instance, we have what we call a dangerous curves now. Night. What's that about? Well, that's for um, ladies who are slightly larger. It's known uh, in, in uh, as BBWs sometimes. Yes, yeah. Other clubs call it BBW. We have a lovely, lovely host. Um, uh, I'm, I'm not going to tell you a name, but we call it Dangerous Curves. Yeah. And there are lots of gentlemen who admire the larger lady and there are lots of, lots of larger ladies who love to be admired. So that's one theme night. Just one. But just as an idea... Um, we have other nights, which other people call, I don't know whether, I don't like the phrase actually, but we call it Black Man's Fan Club, whereas we we would rather call it Dark Desires. Okay. And it, obviously it's for ladies that would like to we enjoy did, we, the... We featured Dark Desires in episode seven, where we took Mrs. N along. <laughs> and... I think that might be one of my favourites. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think why, Mrs. N. <laughs> Well, I, I can only tell you a story which is perfectly true. When I was I was standing behind a couple of the ladies that help in the bar, and uh, she nudged the other one and said, "Look at that! Look at that! I've had two children. I never had stitches. You go with him. You're going to need <laughs> stitches." <laughs> now, now, just a, a word for you, gentlemen. Please, please don't worry. That is quite, quite exceptional. <laughs> and if it's of any cancellation, I'm banning him from the club. <laughs> so, you know, we're, we're not having that sort of thing going on. So on Saturday nights, John, yep. you just have couples and single ladies. And then you also have different events on Fridays. Yes. So it's for single gentlemen, single ladies and couples. Yes, yeah. Okay. Um, the main two, the main two opening nights uh, are Fridays and Saturdays. Fridays, uh, we have couples, single ladies, and single gentlemen, and Saturdays is couples only. We do allow single ladies in, but if uh, I would always suggest to a single lady that she might enjoy Friday night a little bit more than a Saturday. Mm -hmm. Fine if they come along with a couple, mm. because then there's that they have somebody to talk to, and mm. and they will always be treated nicely. But in, if I'm being absolutely honest, a single lady on her own is better visiting on a Friday. Mm. Or with another couple. But okay. yes, we so I tend to think of Saturdays as rather a couple's a couple's night. And here's where the truth we always give people we are the most authentic show. We give everybody the truth of how the programmes are put together. So we decided to sort of say, you know, the first place we're gonna go when we come out and do a show on the road at a club, we're gonna to come to our favourite club, which is Liberty Elite. And the show has been just exceptional. I mean, we're looking, we're, we're number 33, I think, in the Apple charts as, as today as I look at it. We still uh, can't quite believe it, can we? We can't. The listeners and the, the messages of support and everything we've got has just been phenomenal. And so we sat down and we, we said this to John a couple of days ago and we came here a couple of days ago to record the show. <laughs> we did. And we got nothing recorded, did we, John? No, it was, it was, I have to be honest and I hope you do keep this in that um, Mr. and Mrs. N are ever, ever such an interesting couple and a really nice couple as well. So um, I, I started chatting to them in more depth. I've, I've spoken to them dozens of times over the years, but I've spoken to them in more depth over these last few days and I found them so interesting. I wanted them to come back again because... I, I just wanted to chat much, much more to them. My fault entirely. Thank you. <laughs> so, that's so sweet. That's lovely. Yeah, yeah. Keep, keep that in, in if you can. Oh, and yeah. it will be kept so. in, I promise you, and, and you'll hear it when you listen to the show. <laughs> okay. But, and so the truth is, we kind of said, well, we've got a lot of people listening to us who are always wanted to go to a club and dip their toes in the water. And then I literally wrote on Fab the other day I don't often go on fab but we went in in the forum Mrs N usually deals with fab I know I know I made you do it this time didn't I but I wrote on the forum you know um what is it that that 
where you would go to a club, but just that little thing that stops you. Yeah. That kind of thing. It was that kind of question on, on Fab, which is probably still on there. You could have a look. And there, there were so many questions about people questioning what to do with the etiquette and which I think we've talked about and covered yeah and also there was like what do you wear um you know I think I think a lot of people were a bit nervous of you know would they be left on their own and 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 we we literally sat and the truth is dear listener we literally (laughs) sat and all 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 three of us sat and we, we discussed and we said well would it be amazing to be able to put a a night on, especially for couples that are brand new to the scene where they know that they're going to get looked after by us because you listen to us every week, week in, week out. Bless you. Thank you very much. Um, and we, what an ideal place would be somewhere like Liberty Elite. And we, we basically, we sat with John for a couple of, well, many hours. <laughs> <laughs> and we knocked this idea out. And we've come up with the Vanilla to Vixen event. Yeah, and I'm delighted. I mean, we're, we're, uh, we're, I think it'll be a fabulous event and it will be hosted personally by Mr and Mrs N. Um, and effectively, it's. I'm hoping to allay the fears and uh, trepidations that... Uh, newcomers to the scene would have hmm. and th- but the other thing don't don't push your own expectations we'll, too high we always but, say come with no expectations yes. yeah yeah come, come along um meet them now you you could i don't know yeah, so, i don't know how much they publicize this but um mr and mrs n have published a book called vanilla to vixen oh thank you and oh, thanks, it is um it's well worth reading. It, I was a little bit shocked initially by how truthful and how um, how they'd stripped their own. I don't know. Life. Don't, it th- th- there is. It's incredibly personal. Let's put it that way. It's a very very personal uh, book. I, I, I'm not sure I could actually write things that personally, but uh, having read it, um, it's certainly a very, very worthwhile book to read. And um, if, if you buy one, I'm sure if you come along to the event, they'll sign it for you to make it really personal. We would indeed. We but, would. We'd be more than happy to sign. There you go. So we're, we're going to do this event uh, on Saturdays, not every Saturday, obviously, because we have other things on. But um, uh, uh, Mr. and Mrs. N, I'm sure, will tell you uh, yeah. uh, over the podcast exactly when it's to start and the frequency and all this sort of stuff. You will hopefully be able to have a look on the Libs website calendar. I will put that in, in the link to the program so you can literally just, our listeners can click on the link and go straight and go to straight the Liberty to the Elite website. Okay. So um, we're going to start that and they will, I, I could not think of a better couple to take the nervous newcomer <laughs> under their wings and they will look after you as we will I, I you know we we've got some great people that help here and just so that you're aware we don't really have staff what we do have is club members that help so virtually everybody you see will be a club member one way or another but on that particular night they will be helping they could be helping in reception they could be helping on the door they could be helping behind the bar but they will be a club member that's volunteered to help and therefore they will understand they've been through all this sort of stuff themselves absolutely and that's the thing um that we've tried to put across about libs is how friendly everybody is, how helpful everybody is. Um, mm. And it's just such a wonderful atmosphere when you're here. I, yeah. think, I think sometimes, we've said this before, because everybody is so friendly here, you sometimes walk in and there'll be people that probably know each other that haven't seen each other for months. And so that could sometimes be misconstrued that everybody knows everybody. Mm. 
But it, it, it no, it everybody's isn't that. so welcoming. Just, yeah, and that is the thing. It's all about how um, how you're made to feel when you come to the mm-hmm. club, and that is you are welcomed with open arms from the moment you walk in the door. But if you are new to the lifestyle, you probably haven't got anybody that you know in the lifestyle. We didn't have when we first came no, to a swingers club. We didn't know any of the other. But so this is a, a completely unique opportunity for our listeners. You listen to us week in, week out. You send us messages. You share your really intimate pictures and details <laughs> that Mrs. N loves. I do. I didn't, I didn't know that. You've never, you have never shown me these intimate pictures. It's true, it's true, John. It's true, yes. I didn't know that. You want God, to see you, some of the dick pics are, Mrs. N gets. And you are such a nice couple. I honestly, I tell you dear, what, dear listener, they are a lovely couple. I cannot believe all what's going on now. You're such a fibber, John. You've seen me walk around the club in my towel alone. Sure. He always says he doesn't look. I know. I don't look. I try and behave like a perfect gentleman, despite the fact that I'm very old. And my eyesight is rubbish, so I can't actually see anyway. <laughs> So that's the reason you get up close and personal, then, it is, is it, John? Because I can't see. I don't know who I'm talking to. If I'm, if I'm more than a foot away, I don't, all I can hear is the sound. I can't see anybody. I've got awful eyesight. Oh, I believe you. I, I, I don't squint like this for any other reason. Or I, you might be thinking I, I was... I had a squint from about 12 onwards. No, that's not true. That is not true. So this is a completely unique opportunity. Yes, it is. Because people can hear us week in, week out. You can send us messages on email, which is naughty couple. I shall spell it out because as everybody knows, our North, uh, our Twitter is different to our Fab Swingers. So you can reach us on oh, Fab Swingers. Definitely. Mrs. N's Twitter is definitely different to anyone. <laughs> it definitely is. If you read the book, you'll find out why. Oh, read the book. Ooh, I've gone all, all red. I, I don't believe that. Oh, that doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> I don't believe any of it. So on Twitter, you can reach us at Naughty Couple, which is N-A-U-G-H-T-Y-C-O-U-P-1-E. We are Naughty Couple. We are the Naughty Couple. That's what we're known as. On Fab Swingers, we are Naughty Couple, spelled N-A-U-G-H-T-Y-C-P-1. We are Naughty Couple on Fab Swingers. Send us a message. If you want to get to, to this this event, it is going to be awesome and it's totally unique we will hang out with you we will uh, introduce you and sort of show you around the club and you will just get to experience this amazing unique experience for yourselves absolutely yeah we're so excited it is join yeah. us come we want to, we want to see yeah. you yes well, it, it'll it should be great it should be great fun it should be great. And the other thing, we haven't actually mentioned anything, which it's, it's only a little daft aside. We have a DJ and you can have a little dance if you want. You can have a and, boogie. And there are very few places that, you know, you won't feel uncomfortable. You, you don't have to dance, but you can do. Yeah. You know, it's and just I little things like that. I think that's the thing about yeah. the, the whole club. The things are there if you want. If you want them. If you want them. Yeah. We've often said we've been to Libs and we've had completely different nights. Some nights we're on the dance floor. Some nights we're upstairs in the private room. And that's quite frightening. I promise. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I, um, yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm, not, I'm not going to ban him, but... <laughs> my dad dancing. It's not a good sign. My it's dad dancing is excellent. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. And then another night, we, we've been in, in the jacuzzi for a lot of the night. We've been in the... You could just go yeah. and do so many things. This club yeah, yeah. is so... You could just spend years of your life here. Okay, so we've got all this planned out, and this was literally done a couple of days ago. So we've got to kind of bear in mind, this is not going to go on the Liberty, Liberty's website immediately, is it, John? No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I can't get it done that quickly because I had the technical guys that look after the website. These so are the fetish I, guys that are all stripped, strapped down, on <laughs> chained down on, the, on his website. <laughs> not, not strictly true. It, it, conjures, it conjures up some weird, weird thoughts. <laughs> but, um, I've no, certainly they, got a few weird thoughts going through my head now. But these... Um, no, I, I, our technical guys will get onto the uh, on, and, and produce a, a 
an appropriate poster and write-up and everything. So mm. it could be from from when we're talking now, uh, it a could be weeks. 10 days, a, a couple of weeks, but then it'll go on and then it'll... It'll stay on, etc. But if but if you guys are interested in wanting to come to the event, you can obviously contact myself and Mr. N on um, our Fab Swingers. Fab Swingers profile on Twitter, or you can email us, which is Naughty Couple, which is N A U G H T Y C P one at yahoo.com. So even if you're not on Fab and you're just listening to us on the on the podcast and you've not yet dared go on to fab you can still come to our event by just emailing us just send us an email if you want to you can have a chat with ourselves mr and mrs n first if you're worried about it have a chat get to know each other um or you can message us on on fab swingers um this is this is a unique opportunity to make your very first club visit a special one (laughs) But as soon as we've had the nod from John to say that the technical guys have got it all oh, up and running yeah, on you, yeah. Lib's website, we can let the listeners know yes. um, that they yeah. can then get hold of uh, the details on there. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll walk you through the whole thing. So don't stress. I'm excited. I'm I? very excited. <laughs> don't stress. I'm stressed. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just like to, to kind of finish off with John, just thanking you so much aside from everything for giving us so much time not a problem today not a problem I, I say I enjoy it all and I enjoy your company anyway this oh, is why now, come on this is why I should have come back <laughs> <laughs> and it is it is just wonderful to, to be sitting here in this wonderful club and to, to yeah. share it with our listeners and we really do want them to experience what this is like and one thing we must mention is Liberty Elite has its own on-site accommodation so if you're a listener where you're quite a distance away you can stop in the rooms at liberty elite and i i can vouch for the fact that the rooms are very nice yes you have seen them i have seen one of the rooms (laughs) very good and um of course the rooms there's only 12 rooms so you must make sure that you book up really early so if you're interested in our event do book up really early for it if you want a room. Absolutely, but, you, but they need to wait until um, the details are on, on the on the Liberty on the website. website. So yes. the minute that the, the, the event is announced, if you want to come down and, and you want to stay at Liberty Elite after the event overnight, then you've got to book a room, and you can do that obviously with Liberty Elite, the club. Absolutely. I'd like to finish off with saying thank you so much, John, for your time today. Not a problem. And absolutely no problem we at all. absolutely I mean, adore talking to you that's very kind i mean i've really enjoyed your company it's yeah. been lovely it really, really has been. and it's been yeah. so interesting as well really interesting because i'm basically a very sad old person <laughs> <laughs> he's such a fibber listeners we've seen your weight room we i've have. seen your weight room <laughs> you're, you're fitter than i am i'll tell you I uh, I doubt it, but there you go. We'll, yeah, no, I think I, you're you're a big, strong fellow. Let's let's not argue about this. <laughs> and so we're going to have more and more details next week yes. on our really special event. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for listening. So from myself, Mrs. N, and John at Liberty Elite, the King of the Swingers. Thank you very much. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>